0: Welcome to the Leader, Manager, Coach podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader, Manager, Coach. Welcome to the podcast. As I always say, if it's your first time with us, a real warm welcome and please have a look back at the previous episodes and take a deep dive into whichever one tickles your fancy or floats your boat. And if you're one of our regular listeners, a very, very warm welcome back. And um, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Now today, I'm not exactly sure where specifically this is gonna go, but there's a couple of things I do wanna share with you. And these are from real, real experiences. And as somebody who works as a full-time coach with elite players, I feel very fortunate to be in such a position and to be able to share some things that come out of, of things that happen every single day. And um, one of the things that I'm always keen to do is to personally improve and to make little incremental gains wherever I can and look to be better at, at what I do for for my own benefit but also for the benefit of the people that I serve. So. That's the, that's what I always try to do, and I I have a habit to have a habit of when I plan my sessions and do the session and then and then review the session and think you know how could I have done that better and and how could that be better, and there are many things that happen aren't there when you're doing your work and you will recognize this in whatever form you do it especially if you're inspired, and that is that as you're doing something. You actually can feel yourself learning as you go along. That, that was an occurrence today when we were doing a session and the specifics were that it was uh, an 11 v 9 situation. So I I, I had um, 11 players, sorry it was 11 v 8, I had 20 players so I was doing an 11 versus 9, just doing some slow walk through, jog through patterns of play. And as I was doing some detailed explanation about what the best decision was in this particular case, um I find found myself explaining to a player and the situation is that the languages that my language and their language is different. So I my native language is English, their native language is currently is Bengali where I'm working. So I am learning and I've learned. We have, I have a, a way of explaining things in English with the limited Bengali that I have and using lots of body language. And in this particular situation, I was explaining to a, a left wing back about where to pass the ball for the benefit of the forward player to run onto. So it took the defender out of the game. And I hadn't intended to go into detail about where to place the pass because the, the, pre, the pre-planning was all about the movement of the forward player to receive the pass. Now I'd coached that so I'd got the forward player moving into the right position and then I moved on to talking to the player about making the pass and then we went into explaining to the player exactly where to put the pass. And it was something that I'd kind of brushed over, really, and hadn't gone into too much detail before. And it was a great learning experience that, as coaches, ladies and gentlemen out there, if you're doing this kind of thing, that you can often find yourself teaching yourself as you go along. Because the things that I knew and things that I kind of expected, but I hadn't thought that the players didn't know it, And as we were going through it, I was going through this learning experience myself of saying, look, these these players at their age and stage of development don't understand this. And yes, to you, it might be just meat and drink and stuff that you expect people to know, but they don't. And that little tiny change and that little tiny thought process of getting a player to play a pass maybe 6 inches or 12 inches one way or the other, which makes all the difference in the outcome. And um, you could just see the the little light bulb go off in this player's face as he kind of took on this message, which is a really great learning thing. So just remember that as you're doing your time in whatever field you do and whatever niche you're into, you know, it's the hours on the grass or it's the time writing the book or it's the time writing the article or it's the time spent studying or it's the time in the classroom that those hours will add up. And in those hours, you will find little magic moments to pull things through and, and to find them. But if you don't do the hours, you will never find those little things. You know, we don't go out and find golden nuggets every single day. We don't find multi-million dollar, multi-million pound players every day. We don't develop Messi's and Ronaldo's and, you know, Freddie Lundberg's and all the rest of it every every day. We do the mundane some days and we do the, the ins and outs and the routines and the practices and the, the same thing day in, day out and it's, it's grind and it's ritual and it's routine. But some days you find those little magic magic moments and the more, the more hours you put in, the more of those magic moments you will find. And that, that was a, a big learning thing for me today and uh, you know, th- there's a couple of things that come out of that. Said, Never assume that your players understand what you're talking about because I'm often asking the players okay this is a great one as well for coaches specifically especially with young players and even if you're a you're a you're a professional who works in health or you're a professional that deals with the public because this if you've got specialized knowledge and the more specialist you are and the more experienced you are this is really something to take on board because we do get into states where we actually honestly think that everybody thinks the same way as us. And you may just rattle something off, which is in a phrase and and it's an understood concept. And the person or the people you're speaking to will nod and agree, but they haven't got a clue what you're talking about. And this has come home to me because I'm teaching players and coaching players who are... Of a different nationality than me so i haven't got that easy option and we don't have that easy option of just coming out with a phrase that everybody understands in your native language so i have to find other ways of doing it and i look really i watch my players like a hawk i've learned to watch my players like a hawk i look them in the eye I try and notice every single facial expression as far as I possibly can look at their body language and I question them and I say, right, come out and explain to me in your native language to the, to a native coach, what you have understood. And sometimes they will say things that are completely opposite or completely on the wrong track of what we've been talking about. And I've learned to do this regularly. A, to stop wasting time and B, to be more efficient and be better as a coach. And this goes for for all you professionals out there, you profound thinkers and and teachers and educators and, and, and leaders, because what you think your people understand from your instruction can be so far away from what they actually get. So, you know, ask for feedback, ask them to tell you what they think you mean and you'll be surprised at the results and the responses. And I think I've heard this kind of thing in when you're having meaningful conversations, and I've heard relationship counselors and relationship people talk about this, to say, okay, if you're in a challenging situation and having a difficult or a meaningful conversation, and you explain something, your point of view, it's a real good skill and of real benefit and value to say to the third party, to the other person, okay, would you mind explaining and telling me back, saying to me back what it is that I've just said to you? And then you know that they understand what you're saying. And that's something I've really picked up on, and it's a great one. Even if you are... You both speak the same language. You know, when you don't speak the same language, it's probably even more important. But it's been a great learning curve, and it's it's one I thought was worth mentioning. However, the actual point that I was going to get to was that um, I was talking about improving, and 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 one of the things that I wanted was to get some feedback from the players, the group of players that I've been working with. Some of them for over six months, for over five months anyway, and some of them for two or three months. And I said, look. This is totally anonymous. I'm going to leave you alone for 15 minutes as a group. And I want you to come up with something that you think is really, really good about the coaching sessions that we do. Something that's really good that the way I do things with, you know, in, in coaching. And I also want you to come up with things that you don't enjoy and you think that you could or could be improved and things that ain't, I don't do well. So what is it that I, as a coach, do not do well and you would like me to change? If there's anything specific about how I can change, tell me. The Leader Manager Coach podcast is available via the Leader Manager Coach app. Download it now to access the rich resource of unique, insightful, and educational material to help you on your own journey in football, sport, and life. Leader Manager Coach for the game. For life, available now on Google Play and Apple App Store. So here we are out on this beautiful sunny day, as it is most of the time here, and um, leave the boys alone, sitting on the grass, and myself and the other coaches just just wander off out of earshot, so that they're not we're not listening to them, and they've got this anonymity. And I said, write it down, and then it's totally anonymous who said what. And um, so myself and the other coaches go off, and we just start talking about. And the convers that particular conversation went into leadership and and uh, just just how how people evolve, and then how you get to positions, and how life challenges you, and all about the hard work that goes on behind the scenes. And, and we started to talk about Sir Alex Ferguson and and staying in the game, kind of thing. And then we had a conversation about momentum in sport. Anyway. After after this um, kind of secondary conversation, um, I got the the piece of paper back from the from the players, and uh, it's obviously written. It's not written in English. It's written in Bengali, so I got somebody to translate for me. And bless the players, they'd all written down. This is really good, and that's really good, and we like it when you we we've really learnt this, and we've really learnt that. And at the end of it. I was really disappointed. I was really disappointed because there were no bad points on. There was nothing to improve. There was none, well, you do this and you do that. And that's what I wanted. I wanted more than anything else. Not, not for them to tell me that this was good and that was good, because that's, that's of no interest to me. It really isn't of any interest to me. It's lovely. It's great to hear. But, you know, these, bo- these players are very respectful and um, they, they, they work hard. And um, I know that they're hungry for information. And I know that they find the information that we pass on and the detail and the, and and the the fact that we have a decent amount of time, as much as we'd really like to go into go into detail and, and to coach this specific part of the game and that specific part of the game, which is a wonderful thing to be able to do. But I wanted some feedback that said to me, "This is what you're not good at." And um, I'm not sure whether it's a cultural thing or it's a respect thing, but they they couldn't. So I was a bit disappointed with that Um, because the day before we'd played a game and um, as often happens, it was a friendly fixture and the opposition turned up an hour late. And that's not an unusual thing in this country, I have to say. Um, Transport sometimes can be difficult and... Just, just, just the, the you know the officials were they were waiting to start and we were waiting to start and the boys had overcooked a little bit so I wasn't in the best place but I managed to keep my you know just hey hey okay let's get on with it let's start so we start the game and the game goes on and um, yeah we play okay and we we do okay but um, we're on top and, and we're actually winning two 0 which is not the point but it was a it was a practice game wanting to work on some specific aspects of shape and and things like that and. Um, about halfway through the second half, we had about four offsides against us. All on the bounce. And yeah, I look at our players and I think, you know what? You probably were offside because you do get offside and you you you're, you are young players and, and this kind of thing. And then I heard the opposite. I heard, I watched the fourth offside. The linesman put his flag up and um, he was a linesman from the other team um, who was operating because we did we didn't have lines when we only had a, an official referee and um i heard the opposition coach telling him to put the flag up and it didn't look like it was offside and i kind of lost my cool which which you know don't like doing and um i raised my voice and i shouted and uh, i wasn't abusive i just shouted you know I said it's a cheat you know you're, you're influencing the linesman let the boys play let them play let the game go on you know it, you, you wanted to cheat and, and and yeah i lost my cool and um for a few seconds and had to walk away and i don't like that and that was my own what i'm saying is, is the boys didn't give me any feedback for me personally that was me feeding back to myself because after the game i, I, I went through all the planning and all the the the, the performances the the players and and design and, and selection and and how were the set plays and how was the shape and how was the pressing and etc etc And one of the things I noted was that I need to be able to learn to walk away when things don't go our way or my way. And things won't always go your way, will they? they? Absolutely not, which is where the the feedback comes. And that is something that I personally need to, to work on and not allow people, not allow circumstances, events external things that i can do nothing about because if somebody decides to cheat and to flout the rules i can't change that the only thing i can change which the, the stoic philosophy as i often talk about mentions, is you can only control your own response and that's what i that's my own feedback need need to do so the question maybe is you know is there anything in your your coaching your management your leadership your way of doing things that you can find some way of getting some feedback or analyze yourself as the great late Abraham Lincoln used to do every day, do a self analysis and say, you know, I can be better at this and better at that and I can improve at this and improve at that. And you know, if you can't get it back from somebody else, a third party, maybe you can do it, uh, do it yourself. So that's just an example. And I thought I'd give you my own personal example on that one, but that, uh, that, 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 uh, situation, um, uh, of an outcome where where you can't control what somebody's doing, whether they're cheating or they're, they're flouting the rules, or whatever. You know that's going to happen. Uh, yesterday, I um, also had a transport issue. Again, these things happen, and um, I had to make a quick decision about getting transport to the training ground. So it was a quick uh, decision to um, because the, the the intended transport didn't materialize, so I had to take another two forms of transport, which happened to be a rickshaw and uh, happened to be a tuk-tuk to, to the training ground and um, get out of the uh, one of the vehicles and the, the driver of the vehicle decides to charge me four times as much as I knew the fare was. So we ended up again having a I wouldn't call it a row, but it was a, a, a discussion of quite strong um, communication no abuse, it was just, just a strong communicative process that went on. And um, I ended up being charged four times as much. That was the outcome. And um, that that was it. And for probably an hour after that, I was feeling rather hard done to. And you know, that is another lesson. That things are going to go against you. Things are not going to go your way. You are going to have people who take things from you they're going to take liberties they're going to cross your path they're going to pull you back they're going to do whatever they can to benefit themselves at what seems to be your expense but do not take it personally as coelho um teaches us in um in his great book the four agreements take nothing personally i took it personally yesterday and let it bother me for an hour and the great uh, what well, or one of the great stoic um pillars in pre-meditatio malorum is you know understand that things are going to go wrong plan for things are going to go wrong plan for your transport breaking down plan for a, an extra financial investment to make up for the thing that go the things that go wrong the clutch might go in your car the bus might break down your best player might pull his calf muscle you know the uh There might be a flood in your office and you lose two months of work, or your secretary might be off for three months, etc., etc. etc. The next deal that you've done in your business may just fall through at the last minute. Your solicitor may may overcharge you or make a mistake. You know, these things are going to happen and they're gonna happen plentifully, they're gonna happen time and time again, and they're gonna happen year in, year out. And that is what the pre-meditatio malorum principle in the stoic philosophy tells us and yesterday was when I did the analysis on yesterday was it was it was a great learning curve so maybe that's something you can put into your put into your practices because you can practice you know you can you can put in the the little bit of mental framework to deal with these things as they as they come along because you can bet your bottom dollar they absolutely will and um, you know sometimes Sometimes these things don't—they're not always easy to to, to answer. Um, Jordan Peterson talks about it sometimes, and and, he, and so does Ryan Holiday when he references Marcus Aurelius, the great Roman emperor and the great the great leader. And if you if you read Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, which he never wrote to be published, he just wrote them as a way of of philosophizing and probably getting things out onto paper, really, and into getting things out of his mind, anyway, and dealing with 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 the stresses and strains of of being a leader. Because as Jordan Peterson often talks about, and as Ryan Holiday discusses, look, when you are dealing with everyday issues, the things that come up all the time, and they can be simple. They can be complex. They, you know, Sometimes we do deal with very challenging, very complex issues, which, which are, are even more acute in, in this respect, is that there are not often real simple answers. And people sometimes spout off, people stand up and, and, and get on their high horse, if you want to use that expression, and say, oh, we should do this, and you should do that, and the country should do this, and the organisation ought to do that. And people often have, and I've been guilty of it myself, and maybe you know people who who are like that and who have that opinion, and maybe you've had that opinion yourself. And I certainly have. Certainly thought that there, were, there are very simplistic answers to things. And sometimes there are. But we're talking about issues. Maybe maybe just let's go away from the sport issue for a moment. Let's go on to something that, that, that in this day and age everybody understands one degree or another and that's the 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 environment and global warming yes it seems very simple that we should recycle everything or as much as possible we should use far less plastic we should not drop litter and throw nothing away and not use fossil fuels if you read and believe a a certain element of of the the literature the scientific literature but when you are adding into the mix of all that the fact that there are first world second world and third world issues going on and 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 to turn around the titanic as it were, when a country's already invested heavily in fossil fuels and is moving ahead and is saying, Well, you had two or three hundred years using fossil fuel fuels, and it's not fair if we stop using them now because we that's going to compromise us financially and, and and from a fiscal point of view and, and in a business sense. So these things become very complex and, and there aren't always simple solutions. And it's the same in your arena. You may have a a relationship issue with somebody who's in your employee or is in your team and to an outsider the answer might be you know this person's an issue, they're causing problems, they are taking your time up, they are probably costing you money and resources and po- probably success and that you should just go and simply follow uh, route A and do X very easy to say simple answer but how many times are issues like that not so simple and you have to take the time to give the due diligence the due thought process the analysis to that particular challenge to that particular problem and give it the due thought processes so that kind of thing goes on often um now yes sometimes great decision-makers have to make quick decisions. You know, often in in business, in politics, particularly in, in issues of war, leaders uh, are paid and expected to make good decisions and often fast decisions, particularly soldiers. You know, I've read about um, how... People in situations of warfare are trained to keep calm despite everything that's going on around them, as uh, Rudyard Kipling in his great book, his great poem, If, talks about when everybody about you is losing their head and blaming it on you. You know, can you keep a cool head? Can you find that place of stillness, as Ryan Holiday talks about, and focus on what it is that needs to be focused on? The particular thing at that moment in time when you need to make a crucial decision and sometimes yes you are under pressure to make a decision very very quickly possibly to save great great losses maybe even life um and 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 certainly these things have to be made at times but sometimes we have to pay due diligence and give due time and give lots of thought processes and be patient to making those decisions. And that itself is sometimes a decision. Do I dive in? Do I follow my emotions and, and remove myself from this apparent pain and this apparent suffering and make this decision? Or as if you listen to Jordan Peterson and you, and you read about the great leaders and, and you read about this the the great um, Roman leaders who wrestled with problems for days and weeks and decided on courses of action and then things didn't quite work so they try another course of action and these things take time so you know don't don't be alarmed that sometimes you have to give things this kind of this kind of thought process and give things um, the due amount of attention and the due amount of time to reach a decision that's right so uh, and that that goes along with the with the with the territory, as it were, and um, just just kind of before we move on and almost come to the end of this particular uh, podcast, one of the things this week that has been so fruitful in in the learning that I've been able to do is finishing a book by Gary Walton uh, called The Philosopher Coaches, and I've had this I've had this book for such a long time, and it's been with me for ages, and. I've just got round to finishing it and it's a biography of six of the great what he calls philosopher coaches real leaders in the world of sport who he chose to write about for very specific reasons because they for, for many reasons they the the vein uh, 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 the veins of or, or the elements of what they were great and greatly renowned for runs through all of them, although they're all different. But he mentions so so much in this book that how imperfect these men, and they happen to be men, all these these great coaches happen to be men on this particular occasion, how imperfect they were in their own way and he talks about it. So he hasn't put them up there as icons of of perfection. He talks about them in black and white and red and green and says this is the good and this is the bad and this is the ugly. But he talks about the elements of them that that, that were so strong and so revered and they're so similar, but also in their own way of doing things and in their own particular peculiarities in their own specific sports and niches they were so very different as well. And I'm going to cover that in, a, in another podcast. We've already talked about the great John Wooden, who's one of them, and um, Wooden's pyramid of success. So we've already talked about that. And um, we've also talked about the great Vince Lombardi, the great uh, American football coach. So we're going to dive into the other four and look look at the things that make, make these coaches so worth studying and so well worth looking at but um, yeah the, the reason for me mentioning that is because there are so many things that that we talk about on the leader manager coach podcast that run through these run through these coaches and the way that they lived their lives and the way they, that they went about their their work so um, that's coming up on um, a future episode on the the leader manager coach not too too distant in the future. I hope you got something out of that um, today whether that's looking for feedback whether that's not being too concerned about giving real due diligence to complex issues that you may be wrestling with in your capacity as a manager as a leader as a coach and uh, possibly looking at um, how you can maybe have a practice in your day about giving yourself some self-analysis so that you can just make those little tiny baby step improvements and ask yourself on a daily basis how could I have done this differently that maybe would have given me a little bit of a better outcome okay so there we go that's Leader, Manager, Coach this week Um, let me know what you think on all the usual platforms LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Our Game always happy to um, to respond and um, yeah look forward to catching up with you again All right. Great to chat. Catch you later. Bye-bye.